Welcome to Beyond the Capital, the podcast that explores the latest political news and controversies affecting our nation. I'm your host, Michael Cardona, and today's episode will be discussing the recent book ban in Florida and its implications for academic freedom, free speech, and the diversity of ideas in education. We'll be examining how the ban was implemented, who it affects, and the potential long-term effects on Florida's education system and the country as a whole. We'll also be discussing the possible solutions to this issue and how we could prevent similar bans in the future. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and jump right into it. Um, If you're wondering how this bill even came about, it was um, basically signed by Governor Ron DeSantis, and the bill is prohibiting the, the teaching of critical race theory in Florida schools. It allows parents to challenge instructional materials. That includes um, books that they deem inappropriate. Under this new law, school districts have to adopt a process for parents to submit complaints about instructional materials. And school officials then have to conduct an independent review um, of the challenge materials. If the officials determine that the materials contain so-called prohibited content, then they have to be removed from the curriculum or the library. So far, several books have already been removed um, as a result of of this new law. And some of those are, for example, To Kill a Mockingbird, um, The Bluest Eye, and The Eyes Were Watching God. These have all been removed, just to name a few. And then there's others as well. um, The Diary of Anne Frank, um, it was modified to remove references to sexuality and menstruation. Now, this book ban is, is really dangerous because... You know, by limiting access to certain books, what we're doing is we're restricting a student's exposure to diverse perspectives and, and different ideas. Um, and, and it goes beyond just a student. We're, we're also affecting the teachers in, in such a horrible way because what's happening is now they're becoming hesitant to use certain materials in their lessons for a fear of facing complaints by, by parents who don't like that their child is learning about diversity and inclusion and, and learning about systemic racism in, in our country or our country's history. Um, and the repercussions of that, of a, a teacher going into these lessons and talking about these, um, these topics, is that they could be arrested in the state of Florida. There's already uh, one situation where a teacher showed a video of the bookshelves in her classroom almost completely empty after they uh, removed some of the books that made the book ban list. The teacher was then fired for showing that video and showing us what's happening inside of Florida schools. Additionally, the book ban could have even broader implications for education and free speech in the United States because other states at this point are starting to consider similar measures. States like Texas, Utah, and Missouri, which all have majority Republican legislatures. And that's something I'll I'll touch on a little bit uh, later. But let's talk about the First Amendment and and where that stands in all of this and and how this book ban actually speaks against our First Amendment rights. So the First Amendment to the United States Constitution protects the freedom of speech and freedom of the press. And it's one of the most fundamental principles of American democracy. And it's been upheld in countless court cases over the years. So this book ban 
in Florida raises significant First Amendment concerns because it's restricting access to certain books, which is limiting the free flow of um, ideas and information. And one of the main concerns is that the book ban may violate the First Amendment's protection of freedom of expression. This ban allows for the removal of books that contain supposedly prohibited content which could be interpreted in a way that limits the expression of certain viewpoints. For example, a book that discusses uh, racial inequality could be considered prohibited under this law, even if it's based on fact and accurate and well-supported research. Another concern is that the ban may violate the First Amendment's protection of academic freedom. This ban allows for the removal of instructional materials based on complaints from parents and other community members, which could have an an actual chilling effect on a teacher's ability to teach certain uh, subjects. And again, going back to my point of them having this fear of being arrested for teaching this material. And the ban also um, raises some questions about the government's role in in regulating speech and and flow of information. While the government should have legitimate interest in ensuring that students receive quality education, um, it also has to be very careful not to infringe on the First Amendment rights of students, teachers, and, and community members. Then once you get past how this infringes on our First Amendment rights, we have to start looking at how this affects our country as a whole, you know, because it's this is starting to spread beyond just Florida. But looking at just what the legislation itself is doing with this book ban, ultimately what we're doing is um, we're limiting a student's ability to, to think critically um, and engage in civil discourse. It's also limiting their ability to empathize with people from different backgrounds and experiences. Beyond that, we're also undermining a teacher's autonomy and and academic freedom. By allowing parents to to challenge the instructional materials a a teacher puts in their their lesson plans, it's putting them in a difficult position because, again, now they're, they're scared of being arrested. But we're also limiting their ability to be creative and even innovative in how they teach. And ultimately, that leads to self-censorship. And then my third issue with this, and this is really a big one, is we're whitewashing history and suppressing the uncomfortable truth about American history that these students, they need to know about because that's how we make changes in the future. You know, by by whitewashing our, our history, um, this could have long-term implications for how students understand and engage with issues related to race, ethnicity, and, and other forms of social inequality. And then going back to my point from earlier, we are setting up a very dangerous precedent for censorship throughout the country because other states are, are considering similar measures which could limit the types of ideas and perspectives that students are exposed to across the country, you know, and, th- and that could have uh, an even more chilling effect on free speech and academic freedom on a much more broad scale. With that said, what do we do about it? What are the solutions to the book ban in Florida? And, and how do we prevent similar book bans in the future? You know, and, and I do have some suggestions um, just based on my experience. Um, 
The first thing is we have to increase public awareness and advocacy. We have to educate the public about the importance of academic freedom, diversity of ideas, and free speech in education. Um, we have to encourage parents, teachers, students, and and other community members to speak out against these book bans and, and other forms of censorship, whether that that's in the form of rallies, protests, and, and walkouts, and so on. And you know we're already starting to see that just last week. Um, Students at colleges across the state um, staged the walkout, um, and we have to see more of that. We have to show our current governor that this is not what students want. The next thing is we need to consider enacting stronger legal protections for academic freedom and free speech within education. Um, and this could include legislative action or um, taking it to the Supreme Court. My third thing is um, we have to foster open dialogue and, and civil discourse in education. And that's in order to promote critical thinking, intellectual curiosity, and, and empathy. We need to encourage students and, and teachers to engage in respectful discussions about controversial topics and ideas. And they need to be able to do that without the fear of repercussions from the government. And fourth, um, we need to develop a, a clear and transparent process for addressing complaints about these instructional materials, um, including, including books. These processes should involve independent review by educators and academics, experts, um, and they need to prioritize um, academic freedom and, and free speech. But those independent reviews should not be coming from parents who just don't like that their child is having to learn about diversity and, and inclusion. And I think once once we're able to do all of those things that I mentioned, we'll be able to encourage the use of um, a diverse range of books and materials. Um, we'll be able to ensure that students are exposed to a wide variety of, of different ideas. And some of the ways that we'll be able to do that once we get back to that place is we'll be able to maybe uh, increase funding for school libraries provide professional development for students on uh, diversity and inclusion, um, creating uh, local partnerships with libraries and other community organizations. By implementing these solutions, we can really help to prevent similar bans in the future and ensure that we have academic freedom and diversity of ideas and that we have free speech and that it's protected in our education. Mm -hmm.